Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. lesson um, that you know no matter how many times you get knocked down you just keep getting back up and you just keep trying keep striving keep inching forward keep adapting and trying to overcome your problems whatever they may be day one <sighs> tough going I think the minute you stand still is the minute you're dead Day two, um, 48 hours done now. Uh, three full days down, 72 hours in. Four full days in and I wanted to get Day five, uh, or five days done, sorry, going into day six now. Maybe it's been bred into me, but I've always had a, a curiosity to, to explore the world. Day 56, eight weeks, done and dusted. Mood is good, spirits are high. Day 43, done and dusted actually. Day 32, done and dusted. Anything and everything is, is achievable. Yeah, this is going to be fucking epic, man. This is only 24 hours in, and um, yeah, it's tough. My name is Damien Brown, and welcome to Deep Roots. For quite some time now, I've finished the episodes in this podcast with the sentence, keep striving for more from yourselves. There's a reason... I say that, and there's a reason I choose those words to say that. I believe that that way of being, keep striving for more from yourselves, is the antidote to a meaningless life. And if there's one thing we all should be striving for, it's finding meaning within our journeys through life. I hold a philosophy that life is a fight and it is not set up in any way for any of us to find meaning. Internally, we are wired, evolutionary, to survive, not to find peace, not to find happiness, not to find contentment, not to find fulfillment, to survive. So there's our first hurdle in the journey. We are lazy. We are wired to be lazy. 
our mind is lazy, our body is lazy, it will put as much energy as it has to into its functioning and no more unless dictated by you. It wants easy, that's its default state. But if we want more through this physical prism, we have to fight for it. We are fighting against that wiring. No matter where on the spectrum of ambition you are, if you are at the very, very top of it, there is still going to be our very edges, ambitious edges of that spectrum. There is still going to be resistance against where you're striving to get to. So you're going to have to fight against that resistance. Or if you're on the, I call it the bottom of that spectrum, the other side of that spectrum, where you've completely given up on your physical well-being for whatever reason you are going to have to fight against that inactivity against that abuse that you have chosen in one way or another to impose on your body so wherever we find ourselves on that spectrum wherever we are standing between those two extreme poles, there is going to be fight. The question is, is the fight controlled through our own responsibility of life that we have taken, responsibility for our physical, mental, emotional, spiritual well-being, or is it imposed by life and our abdication of one or in a very, very extreme example, all of those um, paths, physical path, mental path, emotional path, spiritual path. So our internal world, because of our first level wiring, is not designed to help us in this journey and we got to fight past that lazy wiring that is about survival to get to the really good stuff to get to the inner peace to get to the contentment to get to that meaning to get to our center to get to our fulfillment and then we have the shit show that is the external world <laughs> how this is not set up to help us find contentment or happiness or inner peace or fulfillment or meaning and how we have to learn to fight through all the rubbish that exists in this environment in this territory of human engineering over a very 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 long time which is a reflection of the weaknesses of the human condition. So we become conditioned as we grow up by this environment because we are wired to emulate what we see around us. So we're almost been conditioned by human weaknesses of the human condition and what that has created in, a, in the external world. 
the systems and the institutions and the borders that have been created and that have an effect on our conditioning and then when we get to a stage eventually in our lives where we do take responsibility we gotta figure out that we gotta fight and break down all that fucking conditioning because it's not serving us in any way in something that is going to bring great meaning and fulfillment and purpose and happiness and contentment and eventually um, inner peace to us which is something definitely worth striving for um i mean you gotta do something while you're on this planet you might as well fucking do that and it's going to be bloody hard but it'll be worth it and within that journey when you're constantly striving for more you're going to have to fight and fight and fight you're going to have to fight the internal battle and you're going to have to fight the external battle but it's a fucking beautiful fight it's a fucking beautiful fight and if you want some drive to put yourself into that fight why don't you look from the end back why don't you look from the very end of your life backwards imagine yourself sitting in the back of your own funeral and there's going to be four speakers at that funeral somebody from your very close immediate family one of your friends your best friend somebody from your work somebody from your community somewhere where you give your time voluntary what would you like these four eulogies to say what type of person were you what type of man were you what type of woman were you how did you treat people what was your character what principles and values did you embody did you live what type of partner were you what type of son were you what type of mother or father were you what would you like what would you want your best friend to say about you what type of friend were you how did you make your best friend feel every time they had an interaction with you if you're taking this visualization this exercise of imagination seriously you'll have an emotional experience back connect with that those feelings what would you like that work colleague to say about you imagine it was somebody you worked for for 10 minutes you had an interaction with them at your work how did you make them feel what type of person did they encounter for 10 minutes or what about the person you worked beside for 10 years what would you like them to say about you and in your community group how did you behave there how did you treat the people around you 
what would you like them to say about you? This is a powerful perspective. If you've done this properly, you will have connected with a vision of what is truly important to you. You'll have created an image within your mind that unveils what is valuable to you, what is purposeful to you, what is meaningful to you. So many of us go through life down the wrong avenue and it's not till we get to the very end that we realize this didn't hold the way for me. Don't make that mistake. Life is too valuable. Your experience of it holds immense potential and purpose and feeling and fulfillment and meaning. But you got to pursue the right avenues. And even down those avenues, there's going to be fight. As you are pursuing, as you're striving, or you're trying to, you're searching for more from yourself. You're seeking your avenue and you're taking little tangents off it and you're bouncing back from them and you're back on the path and you're constantly looking, constantly searching. There'll be fight along the way, but it'll be a beautiful fight. Of course, this is a choice. You don't have to take this route. You can abdicate responsibility for your life to somebody else, to the institutions, to the systems, to the country, to the your family, to somebody else. You can leave it up to the universe if you want. But there'll be fight there. Dark fight, not fight you want. Mentally, through mental health issues, depression, anxiety, stress, spiritually, through disconnection, through confusion, through lack of clarity, through being lost. Whatever life holds for you, there's fight involved. And this has been reinforced to me time and time again. Through both sides of that, true misalignment, true poor direction on my part, true failure, true pain, true hurt, true disconnection. Did I say that already? Perhaps. And the other side, true connecting to what's important to me, true finally figuring it out, true fighting my way, true resistance. And hitting on the things that bring meaning and purpose to me. And pursuing them and achieving them. And getting that fulfillment from it. Filling in those voids through the experiences. And it's not really about the experiences. And on this day, day 58, I had that philosophy reinforced to me. That life is a fight. 
And what I love about these challenges, these big endeavors, is it's not about the actual experience. It's not about the achievement. It's about what comes from it. Like the the memories and the achievement and the experience are incredibly important. But it's what I learn and take from the experience and grow from the experience. That's what is of huge value to me. How my character is tested. And from that test, from that challenge, it is deepened. The values of the person I want to be are expanded. I become more honest. I become more present. I become more aware. My will is strengthened. My character is forged in those moments or through these experiences. And I embody the philosophy. So welcome back to Deep Roots. That was a long intro. And if you think it was long for you, I've been at this for about nine hours now. (laughs) But welcome to day 58. Have a listen. Something that's been on my mind... um uh, now for quite a while actually is uh, is the, the description of this uh, challenge or adventure or uh, journey and not not to describe it but just like what it is is it's just a fight it's a fight to from beginning to end you know um, the, the the ocean the Atlantic is just a she's a monster man she's just relentless she just never stops she's constantly challenging you constantly playing with you um just when you feel like you're in a good position um she'll knock you down twice as hard and then and when you get up she'll knock you down again and again and again and uh um and 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 that's the that's the big challenge out here you know uh she's 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 a beast Uh, she's just constantly howling and grumbling and just uh, bubbling away and um, and at any moment you feel she could explode and and god knows what that'll be like but um yeah like it's it's an incredible challenge uh not not really what i expected in the challenge but um the challenge i wanted um I said from the start, I said from way before, I said I, I'm made for challenges like these, I'm made for adventures like these, and you know, I believe that, you know, I I, uh, I love them, the harder they get, the more I seem to kind of relish, relish the adversity, so um, uh, the real hard times, um, or the real big kind of issues uh, have been, haven't been a bother, the real hard part for me has been the kind of more mundane the more kind of um droney kind of um discomfort you know be it uh, just the constant constant hours on the oars um in your own head or the you know constant discomfort of like a sore or a cut or something and just you know itching away at you but uh 
you know, losing oars and losing steering and getting capsized, man, that's, uh, I eat that shit up, man, that's, that's me all day, yeah, so, um, yeah, she's, she's a, she's a fight right till the end, and it's great, I, I think it's a great life lesson, um, that, you know, no matter how many times you get knocked down, you just keep getting back up, and you just keep trying, keep striving, keep inching forward, keep, uh, keep, um, adapting and trying to overcome your problems whatever they may be and uh and and trying to uh get some positive out of out of uh, whatever the situation might be and um yeah the great thing is out here it's completely simplified but uh it is um, a lot more kind of intense and a lot more um uh, a lot more uh, regular but uh yeah it, it you know when, when i talk about like uh life in uh Unfortunately, the camera cut out there just before I was about to go on my soliloquy about life as a fight. But I, I hope that the introduction piece to this episode put some shape on that for you. I, it took me long enough to, to do, as in I, I, I really wanted to um, do my best to articulate that and connect with every word. And make sure there was no kind of filler in there, and and undoubtedly, like there might be, but I I, I really, you know, um, endeavoured for it to be authentic and to encapsulate that meaning for me uh, and the the belief behind that philosophy and where it's come from. True, like I said, trials and errors and successes and reflections and analysis and questioning and just that constant um, embodiment of the, you know, striving for more from yourself, that philosophy and constantly embodying that and what that meant and how I've kind of put some shape on it for myself so I could explain it uh, in the, not just in this forum, but generally, you know, to people, I think, um it's all well and good using words but you you shouldn't use you should know why you use them and what they mean to you so uh, and every word that comes out of my mouth i do my best for it to be um thoughtful and genuine and sincere and the evidence of this philosophy been actioned is within this video because I talk about fighting the knockdowns the constant knockdowns be they just an inch or two off the perch or been fully capsized and hanging onto the boat with one hand or that constant challenge of just staying on the oars and doing the work and grinding it out again and again hour after hour after hour day after day after day and how that like I call I describe it as drony like that just that low level resistance like just along with the um discomfort from sores and cuts and pains just chips away at your resolve and how you just had to find a way to keep going to keep going to persevere and to keep um inching forward so in this video i think it articulates that really well that kind of you know through the experience happening on the ocean that um 
you just gotta fight forward you just gotta keep going keep striving forward keep demanding more from yourself keep raising your standards and you will get knocked down and you pick yourself up and you straighten yourself out and you lengthen your spine and you stick your chest out and you keep your chin neutral and you strive forward again and again and again and guess what life's gonna knock you down again but you pick yourself up you find the way you strive for more you raise your standards and you go again and you get knocked down maybe immediately but you pick yourself up you dust yourself off you raise your standards and you go again you straighten yourself out and you go again and you go again and you keep fighting and keep fighting and keep fighting and that's what this ocean crossing kind of gave me great clarity on because although I might have been able to feel these things beforehand or maybe even kind of half arse articulate it it was the clarity of the challenge that the crossing an ocean gave to me and the consistency or the regularity as I called it there and the intensity of it um, that was that kind of helped me um, articulate it much clearer and better and kind of authentically um, and and give great clarity around it in my mind so I can kind of share that now um, and this is for that reason this is one of my favorite videos because it kind of encapsulates everything about everything that is challenging and therefore kind of great about an ocean row and what it teaches you about yourself what it shows you what it exposes you about yourself your your character weaknesses and where you know in those um voids or holes um if you if you have the right attitude you can you can fill them you know you can strive to fill them and uh, that's why i will you know always continue to impose challenges on myself to fill in the voids so when i get to the end of my life I can look back and go, do you know what? Fuck me. You tried. You strived. You never gave up. You kept demanding more for yourself. And all the rewards that come from that way of being, that way of life, which is very meaningful to me. So that was uh, in the middle of day 58. And here is the review of day 58 enjoy hey guys uh finishing up um actually finished day 58 so um uh just taking a break for lunch and uh just to do some little jobs around the boat uh great day believe it or not uh i got i think i got 50 miles out of it uh most of that's down to uh great conditions yesterday evening uh, i was able to um hold the boat up on top of the waves and uh and get it going downwind and then um last night the boat just blew and blew and blew and uh you know before i went to bed i was looking at the um the gps and the speed it was saying it was like between 2.4 3 knots like something you know i haven't got that most of this fucking journey so uh, <laughs> that was um yeah that was a very 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 pleasant surprise especially this late in the game um 
yeah, so delighted with that, and um, all is uh, all is pretty good. Like the the body is obviously, um, it's seen better days. Uh, yesterday I had a bit of a lat problem. I think I've pulled something or strained something, the attachment of my lat on my ribs or or possibly my shoulder blade. So. So um, yeah, just took um, took some painkillers for that, and um, I'd say that'll be the remedy now until I get to the finish. You know, I, I don't have a lot of choice, and uh, you know, it's just whatever gets you there at this stage. So um, yeah, I was, I was struggling to row on my right hand side for a little while. I couldn't put any sort of power through it. Um, it just down to kind of lazy, not laziness, but uh, just down to uh, poor technique and. You know, um, you take so many strokes, and uh, there's, it's so dependent on the actual the conditions and what the waves are doing, and changes from second to second. So I just snatched a little bit, and I, I felt it, and then um, that was a couple of days ago, and it just kind of manifested a little bit. So yeah, uh, this morning, yeah, pretty good. Conditions aren't too bad. Had a late morning because because it was blowing so good, like so I didn't bother getting. Uh, I didn't have to get out of bed at half six or seven or whatever to, to get up and roll. Um, I um, I lost one of my perches. I had two pads, uh, two of these pads, um, and I, I stood up and um, when I went back to get them, as they were, you know, uh, had they had I'd been doing, they just blow over. But I'd say this time they they must have blown off the boat because. Um, uh, obviously can't find them anywhere and I couldn't even see them in the water which was bizarre you know you'd expect them to be around the boat somewhere because it wasn't as if I took forever but um, yeah so that's what I'm left with those three there and actually to be honest with you two is better than three so um, I may just take one of them off and, and, and um, uh, we'll see we'll see we play around with it um, yeah so uh, so all's all is good, eh? We're close, uh, we're getting close. So we're under 250 miles to Antigua. And um and uh yeah I'm positive as anything, you know. Uh, I'm just gonna control what I can control, which is you know my uh like I said before, uh, my self-talk, my um my breath, my um Clutter on the boat, um, clutter in the mind, um, and uh, you know my stroke, my technique, my form, all that sort of stuff, and, and just concentrating those sort of stuff, and and do do my hours. Um, you know, if I've set out to do twelve hours in a day, do the twelve hours, and, and you get what you get. The good thing is you're closer. You're closer every day. So um, still looking good for the sixteenth. I think you know taking ten miles out of my average there yesterday is great, but. Uh, I've blown quite a bit south uh, overnight, like eight miles. Well, not all overnight, but about five miles, five and a half miles overnight, and then the rest since I started rowing. So there's a bit of a discrepancy between the GPS outside and the, the, the uh, sorry, the compass and the GPS in here, which is which is unbelievably annoying and makes you question everything. Uh, and they were out by about a hundred degrees there earlier on, which is I, I don't know. Don't even ask me. But um, I, I presume it's down to the wind or something. But uh, I've been, it's been doing my head in from the start and it's not going to stop doing my head in I imagine until I get off this fucking boat um, yeah uh, but we're getting there we're getting there alright cheers man bye bye I was in such good form um, at the end of that day 58 that I even blew a kiss to the camera 
And um, if you get to see the, the video of this audio that you just heard, uh, which I'll post on Instagram and YouTube, um, you'll see I'm kind of sh- I get a I have a shocked reaction to my own action of blowing a kiss. Don't know where it came from. Don't ask me why I did it. I can't explain it. Um, but uh, yeah, that day was a, a great day, as I said right at the start. You know, to get fifty miles and um, especially that like late in the game in terms of um, the crossing and how close I was to Antigua and the effort I'd put in before that and some days to like have fought tooth and nail for 39 miles and be delighted with that and then you know have a day like that where you know it was um, I was going to bed and the GPS was hitting between 2.4 and 3 knots and you know I wasn't getting that when I was rowing flat out um, most of the crossing so uh, that was a very very pleasant surprise and obviously the the mileage for the day which was around 50 uh, put a, a big smile on my face um, a couple other I suppose things to mention in that video are the the lash I remember that well when I pulled my what I deemed to be the insertion of my lash on my either shoulder blade or, or rib cage um, and not the frustration around that not been able to row um to my standards what i would you know um what i would ask and demand of myself to be putting as much quality through the stroke and as much power as i could through every stroke and that uh, frustration with that but that wasn't the only time i kind of would have had to row uh one armed you know there was other times where i was beam on um like sideways onto the waves I don't think I ever mentioned it in um, in any of my videos, but where uh, I would just drop the left hand door and because um, that's the direction I was headed and then just roll with the right hand door, you know, because um, it was the the force of the waves and the direction of the waves and the direction of the boat was kind of keeping me in this straight line. Uh, although kind of sitting underneath or side on to the waves but I would just row for a period of time and with, with just one arm you know and that was my right hand arm and that could well have been uh, why eventually it um, you know I had that little that strain that um, you know the needed some sort of medi- um, um, pain relief uh, but it was only it was only one of a, a long list of ailments at that point and the pain relief was helping them all so it was, you know it was a batch um a batch fix the other thing was losing the perch i remember that well what used to happen was you know you'd get up from time to time off the seat um for for various different reasons sometimes just to um stretch you know to uh, stand up and try and stretch your limbs which is it's an unusual thing because you actually never really stand up fully straight on a boat because you're always in this kind of crouch position so it feels lovely if you actually kind of um accentuate and exaggerate standing up straight and like lengthen through your spine and the top of your head um i don't know if that was the case here but i remember getting up i think i went into the cabin and normally what you would when you'd come back out the purchase still be sitting on the um fixed row seat or it would just have blown into the the gunnel which is just the the sides of the boat but this time when i came out it was nowhere to be seen and 
I'd literally just stuck my head in the cabin and come back out, uh, probably just one leg in, ducked in and ducked back out and then back to rowing for whatever reason, maybe checking um, GPS coordinates or GPS bearing versus compass because that thing was doing my head in, you know, the difference between compass was saying one thing and if I looked into the GPS, which was inside the cabin, it would say something totally different, like it could be off by 60 degrees and you know as i mentioned that video was off by 100 degrees at one stage in this time so i was probably just trying to you know take in information between both and, and make a calculation i know i've talked about this in, in the previous episodes but um that's what i imagine was happening anyway i ducked back out to get back on the rowing seat and the perch was gone and it was I, you know it was nowhere to be seen you know normally if, you, if it had just blown off in a you know 10 seconds 15 seconds earlier max you'd expect it to be around the boat somewhere in the water and you might be able to fish it out with a pole or with your oar or whatever if it was it in um because it's just going to float on top of the surface but i couldn't see it for adam like i don't know where it was and i i gave a good attempt at kind of trying to trying to spot it and see if it was within my capabilities of regathering it but i couldn't spot it for love nor money which is very strange i don't know where it went then i started kind of thinking i'd kind of lost my mind and was still somewhere on the deck and checking under everything but no it was uh it was gone and i never saw it again so now i was down to one perch when it which was a, a three um layered perch rather than a two-layered perch and i preferred the two-layered for whatever reason you would think it wouldn't be as comfortable um but it, it was more comfortable so it was it was down to the the last one left which was the three um which got used which it was employed but it wasn't actually employed as much as you'd um think considering um what happens on day 59 and day 60 and you know um how close I am to the finish and the last thing to touch on from day 58 is uh, um, controlling the controllables so you know I, I know I'm conscious I've talked a lot about uh, the four controllables uh, during this series but well because it was a, a huge part of it uh, and as you can say here day 58 i'm still concentrating hard on them and bringing my mind redirecting my mind to what is within my control and concentrating on that and you know which brings me back to the present moment but there was one other controllable mentioned there which has never been mentioned before and it's something i call the fifth controllable which is decluttering so this is something that i noticed which was uh, a remark i made um, this is something I noticed, something that was remarkable to me uh, throughout the, or not throughout, but at times, particular these days, during the crossing. It was that when the deck was cluttered with things that were not needed, were were had no purpose been on the deck were not tied down or were a danger to me if i was to capsize for example water bottles or piss bottles or the toilet or 
um, food or the bin, uh, the daily bin or um, a, a large water container or maybe I had a knife or something on the deck just sitting there, a spoon or um, it could have been many things. So um, when those things were left on the deck, I noticed that my focus wasn't as laser-like or wasn't as clear as I would like on what is important in the purpose, which is the quality stroke, the um, position, the effort, the self-talk, particularly I'm thinking here around position and the technique of what I was doing. You know, I wasn't seeing those pictures of myself before or during. Um, I was actually more disturbed mentally because of those little elements that were just sitting around cluttering the deck and that were a, a danger in some way. Danger might be the wrong word, but I mean, they, they were a danger if I lost them because they weren't tied down or they weren't safe or they were basically they were sure they were where they shouldn't be so what i noticed is that that clutter on the deck created clutter in my mind it took away the clarity of focus so for me um the fifth controllable is something i refer to from time to time and it's basically clutter it's uh, clutter in your mind and how when that um piles up it can get in the way or it does get in the way it takes some of your focus away from what you're trying to achieve um, by disturbing your um, where your mind goes you know instead of seeing pictures of um, what you want to achieve you know the position or the um, the stroke you're aiming for seeing that before actually doing it that's what I would deem focus, not the actual concentrating on the process, but um, focusing on it before you even get to it. When there's little disturbances like that, in this case, they were on the deck cluttering it up. They cluttered up my mind. And then that was something I could control, of course. I could declutter my mind and I could also declutter the deck so that's what I kind of went about doing just cleaning up the deck making sure that it was only things that were absolutely needed and valuable for that day that were out on the deck and if they were there then they were also safe from um, getting lost you know if we had a capsize or a big wave out of nowhere uh, and it hit it and maybe you know there's who knows there might be a sat phone or there could be a um knife or there could be the shitter the bucket um sitting there and i need all those things uh for you know obviously for numerous reasons and then um yeah they could just be washed away or ruined in case of a sat phone um so uh yeah so that was the fifth controllable and that is something i wrote kind of uh, quite in depth about more recently on um, on Patreon. And just so we're clear, and this was made very clear in that article entitled The Fifth Controllable, but just so we're clear, and this is something that uh, only came to me more recently from a break in training when I was able to kind of reflect on previous um, 
training programs and how to kind of improve them something that flagged up for me is that uh, my focus wasn't where I wanted to be and that was a, a, a shock to me really because um, I never would have picked that out uh, from the numbers I was seeing and the effort I was putting into training like they were good but they were that those numbers were hiding a a lack of focus um along the along the line and it was only when i reflected and i was asking myself questions about how i can get better and where i can improve my training programs this this thing kept flagging up and it was like oh, focus really me uh, and sure enough when you know my defenses dropped I was able to see that, okay, my standards were where I wanted them to be and they were high, but they could have been so much better with this focus thing uh, that I was, I was, it was kind of, it had, I'd, I'd let the standards slide around focus. I'd prioritized other things that had cluttered my focus and taken it away from what was my number one priority at that time and is now like during my Everest campaign to prepare for it is um is that is my preparation and um i had deprioritized that by um focusing on things before it and that had taken away a little bit of the quality in training even though like i said numbers are still good and i was still improving and i was still you know which are the metrics which are normally really good guidelines but yeah that reflection piece helped me and stepping away from training for a little while uh helped me see that um you know that wasn't the truth that wasn't the case i i had let my focus slide and then what this what this did was it it helped me see where focus and the fifth controllable decluttering fits into the model the four controllable model so it's a it's a it's a step it's a step outside of the actions the action pieces which are position and technique effort breath and self-talk but this is before you even get to them so this is a, a mental decluttering to make sure your focus is on the the training you know what makes you better well for me it's training uh, when i'm preparing for an expedition that's where the four controllables come in and that's where the the method comes in so it could be you know you can use it for whatever we had a guy recently contact me and he wanted to use it for um his masters you know so during his studies so you know it can be applied in many different ways whichever wherever your priority is it can be applied because all those things are within your control the the firstly the the pre um study in this case so making sure when he is not studying his focus still drifts there before anything else and that's what he thinks about he the more time you can spend thinking about that thing the better quality is going to come when you are training it or actioning it if it's a or if it's um, a sport playing it it's the exact same with me and my Everest preparation so you know when I am absolutely focused on that I am thinking about the little details of training I'm focusing on them just organically 
before I even get to training, you know, I'm just thinking during the day, my mind will drift there and I'll start thinking about, you know, a weakness in my chain, like my lower back strength or my hip mobility or my, my psoas uh, length and, um, you know, a visualizing then that position in training. And then when I get there, guess what? I'm going to hit that position with much more regularity so it can be trained better than if I didn't focus on it. And that's where decluttering comes into it, you know. So it's about prioritizing, getting rid of any shit that you have Re, that you have um, prioritized ahead of your number one focus so decluttering your mind and reprioritizing your number one focus so keeping it there so your mind drifts to it outside of training you focus on little details to make yourself better uh, you see you visualize it much more organically so then when you get to the actual actions the things that actually make you better the training sessions or you know in in my friend's case the studying for his masters all the details around that um when you get to actually putting in the work 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 number one thing to get better the work you get more quality you have a higher standard you get more quality out of that work because of the focus that you had before you got there so that's where it fits into the the method, and I only saw this uh, most recently. Like I said, on reflection from that break in training and analyzing what I've been doing before to get better next time, um, I was able to put it all together. It actually, came in the middle of a horrible, horrible session on the erg, um, and uh, I just jotted it down in my what comes up uh, notebook uh, beside my training session you know anything that flashes into your mind any little insight or distinction or vision or cue or questioning whatever makes you better uh, or sorry whatever comes into your mind and it can um, help you improve the quality of your concentration or your focus or your training sessions next time so i just jotted down that was one thing that came up and it was like this kind of light bulb moment i was like finally i figured out because i knew as far back as now like this is 2000 this is three years ago when these videos were made i knew back then that that was part of the method but it wasn't till now three years later i was actually able to um, put it all together and that just came from my intense focus on Everest training and uh, trying to improve that and also reflecting on where I had, how I was, how I could improve from my last training program, which was for another ocean road that got cancelled due to COVID um, and how I could get better and how I could improve that. And it was a kind of combination of all those things, like bold moment, figured it out, wrote about it on Patreon. And here I am talking to you guys about it. Um, fifth controllable is decluttering, cluttering the crap out of your mind so you're able to refocus on your priority. So that is before you even get to the really important shit, which is the work, the actions uh, to get you better. So that's it for this week. Um, I didn't get more than one day and you know what? I'm happy with that. This is an important day in the crossing, um, important video uh, right at the start about um, fighting and you know, striving for more and picking yourself up and uh, a video I have used often in talks. I think it's um, one that we can all relate to because we all get the fucking leg sweep from under us sometimes um, unexpectedly. And, you know, um, we have all, I would say this happens to us all. I don't, I can't talk for everyone, of course, but 
you know sometimes we pick ourselves up positively and sometimes we don't you know because of the the shock of the fall but um what i found like i said throughout this is you know if you can muster the courage and the determination and the, the values to pick yourself up dust yourself off and continue to strive forward um you will find yourself finding a lot of if you're on the right path find yourself finding a lot of um rewards and a lot of meaning and a lot of substance um within your life so um as always thank you very much for listening i appreciate it and um if you'd like to support the show you can do it uh, by uh, the usual wherever you listen to this or your podcast if you wouldn't mind subscribing liking following sharing through your social medias sharing with your friends uh, recommending it um, and you can even kind of get involved we have a um, page on my patreon deep roots um, subscription there for uh, three euro um, so uh paltry enough sum um you can support the show that way it will be much appreciated uh if you have any questions i reckon this is episode 23 possibly have two more episodes left so i'm going to definitely do a q a it'll probably be between the second last and the last episode so any questions get them to me through best places are instagram social medias so get them through uh my personal page uh, at old stock or um the deep roots podcast page just uh, message it there direct message it and i'll answer them all in the last q a of this series this epic series so um as always thanks for listening and Keep striving for more from yourselves. Cheers. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.